Were you one of those families who had the VCR that just blinked noon? Oh, like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know the answer to that question. Yeah, you knew that already. This is Don't Think Twice. An unfiltered podcast where we trust our instincts and learn that life is only as good as the company you keep. Welcome back. I feel like it's been a while since it we've has. sat. It has. We've been home. a little bit on summer hiatus, we which have. is great. Cheers. Cheers. So um, we try our darndest to, to make up a new cocktail every time we sit down. Oh, yeah. See, we don't talk much about it. It's sort of the unspoken um, third guest host always. Probably should be because our taste is terrible. Oh, my God. Our taste is so terrible. Well, but the thing is, like, I think that initially that was sort of the idea mm-hmm. was to try to assemble the, like, kind of grossest sounding cocktail we could from bodega items only which is great yeah because bodega i don't i mean you know there's a lot of variants of what you can find there um and we were really going to some dark places yeah (laughs) like i mean the the amount of seltzer that's available on the market like weird flavors these days really pushes the boundaries of good taste and I will drink almost any yes, seltzer. Yes, I was going to say this comes from a woman who will drink any seltzer. I'll drink any seltzer. I'll drink like bubblegum seltzer. Which is seltzer. why you burp all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse you. Um, it's just so much better than regular water. <laughs> I think the, the, the important thing is that we finally made a really classy We cocktail. have arrived at one that is actually worth sharing. Right, right. Well, and I, I want you to know that when we were at the bodega trying to figure out what we were going to mix, I... Don't know if I said this out loud, but my, my idea was that we were going to get, you know, those fl- flavor ice, those uh-huh. frozen popsicles in the uh-huh. plastic thing. Favorite so they treat. had they had a king sized uh, flavor ice. And so my idea was that we should just get some of those flavor ice, squeeze them out, um, kind of muddle them up and just mix vodka in them and it would be a slushy. That's a good idea. Let's do it next week. OK, next week. But anyway, this time we went for a classy thing. We did. Um, it's inspired by a French 75. Yes, which is a real cocktail. That classy people drink. That classy people drink. That I was reading about in a magazine that I now get because of the airline points I cashed in. Yeah, one of your like traveler, <laughs> southern... Condé Nast traveler. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Told me about the French 75. Uh, and we uh, made our own version. Mm-hmm. So a regular French 75 is gin, um, seltzer... No, mm. no gin, champagne, gin, champagne, uh, lemon juice, and sugar, and that's simple it. syrup yeah. and lemon. That I've already said that. Anyway, yeah. So our version is gin, club soda, rosé. So the club soda and rosé combined is like the substitute for the champagne. Um, lemon, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. it's So it's two parts club soda. Two parts gin. And I hope you're writing this down, people. So we will start again. Two parts. <laughs> two parts gin. Two parts club soda. One part rosé. Mm-hmm. A half a lemon. Half a lemon. Shake it over ice. Shake it over ice. I mean, shake it with ice. With ice. And then served straight up. And It's cheers. so good. Oh, my gosh. And it's like so... It's, um, I think, what the kids are calling millennial pink. Mm-hmm. So it's very on trend in that sense as well. It's very pale pink. Um, and we were trying to think of like a classy 
French person to name it after. And then we were and like, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. We came up. I mean, who cares what the discarded ones were? We came up with the best possible ones. Yes. So, um, you know, because, so we're going to call this the Surya Bonnelli. Mm-hmm. Um, and for all you fans uh, of the Olympics in the 90s, you should know who that is. If you don't, you missed out on, on um, a major, some great sports right. history. But she is a French figure skater um, who is known, was infamous really, uh, for her illegal backflip on the ice, which I believe she did at the Olympics. If memory serves right, yeah, she, she did. fell she on did a it. jump. She fell on a jump, so and then at the very over. end, she was like, well, fuck it. Might as well. Because she had been banned from doing it in competition. Yes. She knew that. But she also knew at this point she wasn't going to medal anyway. So she's like, well, so she might as well give we the wanted. people a show. She gave us what we Which wanted. was brilliant. So we call it the Surya Bonnelli. And I like to say that with three or four of these in you, you too believe that you can do a backflip on ice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's classy and beautiful. Now this led us to Not we gonna were lie. a couple Surya Bonnelli's <laughs> deep. And we got some ideas that we would have a cocktail list at one of our future bars because, you know, we're yep. going to have an empire of bars at some point. Yep. Um, and there would be like a, a figure skater special that might, it might just be a winter special cocktail menu. A whole menu, cocktail something list. Something like that. So. Um, figure skating themed. Yeah. So we had uh, the, the uh, Nancy Kerrigan, mm-hmm. which had to have some, a wa- kind of a waspy princess very waspy. kind of thing. So egg whites something frothy like that sherry that's kind of a wasp th- drink um we had <laughs> what do we have here? one I'm of looking my at favorites the is the your idea for the michelle kwan oh the Sh- michelle kwan it's just champagne with a gold medal that's just like dipped in it so mm-hmm. that was the gold medal that she deserved <laughs> but never got I like the who else do we have? What do we I would look at the list here? Tanya Harding is just a beer and a shot. Oh yeah, the beer preferably in a paper bag. Now I and now we're still uh with a side of Jeff Galuli. Yeah, that's an is, add-on. Which is an add-on, mm-hmm. which is like a Jaeger shot or moonshine. Um or grain alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something gross. The Johnny Weir is a purple white Russian. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's garnished with something really like a a firework. What are those called? The little firework? The little um you light it and it's like a sparkler. Oh, a sparkler. I was going to say one of those, um, those like tropical um, purple flowers. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, I forget what they're called. Um, the Terlipinski is kind of a party girl drink. It's floral. It's classy. It's like kind of like, you know, but it's tequila based. We have a lot here. Mm-hmm. Christy Yamaguchi is just hard cider. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I, I don't think she drinks. I just imagine Chrissy Yamaguchi doesn't drink. And if she does drink, she has a hard cider and she has like two sips and she's like, and she's done. Three sheets she is, wind. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And she's like, girls, I really got wild I gotta last go, night. I gotta go home. Gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, it's kind of mean, but it's true. Uh, our Evan Lysacek. Um, it's called it's called gay and basic we haven't come up with a um we haven't come up with a recipe i I think it's hilarious personally anyway this is going to be we we have a couple other skaters on the list whose profiles we haven't come up with the brian boitano the dorothy hamill the peggy fleming sort of the more classic ones those are going to be the more classic cocktails so anyway it's it's over if anyone has some really good suggestions please oh please send them our way but Yes, it's under construction. This is a project mm-hmm. that's the wheels are turning.
part of our part of our implicit theme of this mm-hmm. podcast is sort of like slouching towards self-improvement yes you know because i feel like we all of our guests have like taught us some things we're talking about like pursuing our dreams very true and trying to become better versions of ourselves and like you know be our best creative selves all those sorts of things so one thing that i'm working on in this moment is uh social anxiety yeah which I you feel like you have a I high like degree I, of social anxiety. Well, okay. So I don't think I have like a crippling social anxiety disorder. You definitely don't. I definitely don't. You know, it's not like I'm unable to leave my house. You know no, what I mean? Obviously. No. Um, and I would say like we're both pretty social introverts. Mm-hmm. That, That's that true. Yeah. Sociable introverts. We like yeah. socializing. We like being with people. But at our core, we're both kind of introverts. Mm-hmm. But, but I do feel that... Um, you know, certain degrees of social anxiety are kind of keeping me from being my best performer. Being your best self. Being my best self. Um, you, were thinking, you were thinking twice. <laughs> I was thinking twice. Y- and yeah. I need to not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so on brand. Um, so so um, something that I'm doing right now uh, to sort of combat that or sort of like work against it, it's called um, social mishap exposure. And it's sort of the um, social anxiety version of like sticking your hand in a bucket of roaches if you're like have a Phobic. fear of bugs. Right. It's it's exposure therapy, except it's about social stuff. So you identify what you're scared of in a social context and yeah. then you, so you do ident- that thing. Yeah, exactly. So you identify what it is you're scared of in a social context, what you feel like is maybe holding you back from being kind of free. and. So what's an example? So an example of this would be, I'm not necessarily using my own, but an example of this would be um, what's inhibiting my behavior is a, is a fear that I would appear foolish. Mm-hmm. I might, people might think I'm stupid or something like that. So then a social mishap exposure is something then that intentionally puts you in a position of looking stupid right? and looking foolish. In order to prove to yourself that the world doesn't the world's not going to end. Yeah. So like for, for instance, um, one that I did. Okay. Was. And they feel like it's, it's successful. Yeah. I feel like it's successful you already. Okay. Um, so I, so one that I did in reality, in real life. In real life. Was that I went to the middle of a very crowded place. Mm-hmm. Bryant Park. Up to the steps of the New York Public Library. Main which branch. Which is gigantic. Which is gigantic. A it has the big block. lions. It's a whole block. And I was standing in front of basically a sign that said the New York Public Library, and then I would walk up to people and say, excuse me, do you know where the library is? Like on the steps of the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and then similarly in Bryant Park, and there was also a movie in the park that night because it's like the summer movie screenings. So there's a giant, probably 30-foot folding screen that says Bryant Park on it. And <laughs> huge projection. Um, and then asking people, where where is Bryant Park? You know, and then they would look at, at me like I was crazy or some Did of them they? laughed. Yeah, there was a mother and daughter pair who just started gla- laughing uproariously. I mean, in a friendly way. Um, they were like, good news. You're already here. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And they kept laughing. Like even when I walked away, it was, it was pretty funny. Um, so it was it, that was excruciating. That entire experience was, was it? excruciatingly embarrassing. I mean, don't you think that would be embarrassing? Um, I So I I wonder if it would work for me because I think if it was made into sort of a game, 
you th- then, then I would fun. be able to compartmentalize it and mm-hmm. then just be like, this is like, the game that I'm playing. Yeah, and I think I used to do that actually when I was in high school. We would I, like my my best friend and I would do really silly things, um, not in a me- in a means of making other people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but we might like be like, let's go into this shoe store and like pretend that we're Russian, even though like I'm like brown, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like like speak in like an accent or something and see what people do just because yeah. we were, so like we're bored suburban kids yeah <laughs> and theater drama kids club, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly um but you know for somewhere along the way i kind of lost my sense of humor about that kind of thing and grew very like worried about what people might think of me or something i don't know but really just your intelligence yeah or that they i don't know i don't know it's kind of hard to diagnose that's kind of part of my problem but yeah that pe- that people might um I don't know, just think that I'm weird or awkward or don't have it together or... Yeah, no, I, I get... I, I Yeah, I yeah. sympathize there. So anyway, so there's some... So I did do that one and I so felt... So do you have any others? Yeah, yeah. So I felt really like in at the moment, I was like, this is horrible and I hate this. In the aftermath, I was like, oh, well, not that it wasn't embarrassing. It was. And I don't think I'd want to get to a point where like... I was fully unembarrassed about what people thought about me at yeah. all because yeah. that's kind of a borderline sociopath thing, right? So, um, but it's just more like, okay, well, does that affect who I actually am? The reality, like, if that person thinks I'm stupid and walks away thinking that I can't read, right. like, does it mean I'm actually stupid and I can't read? Like, obviously not. So, that, and I felt like I kind of applied that a lot of, in a lot of different contexts. The idea isn't necessarily to change your personality. Change who you are. I'm not, I'm never going to be the class clown. I'm never going to be the person who's like, you know, that, that type of personality and wants to draw all the eyes to myself. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that that's okay. I don't really have to be that person. I don't have to be the big extrovert in the room to like do what I want to do and achieve what I want to do. But I do just want to kind of like shed a little bit of the like kind of embarrassment factor absolutely well and even just like so i was at a uh, i was at a concert uh last night um that were like friends of friends at this like kind of neighborhood bar in Mm -hmm. fire island which we'll get to um and it was like i don't know anybody here and yet i still was like oh i don't want to like really like dance i'm not drinking like i don't want to like dance and have people like pay attention to me or whatever and then i was like actually i just kind of want to dance i've been feeling really dancey lately (laughs) i want to dance and i was like i'm just gonna dance like yeah Whatever, people like maybe I look dumb. I know, so it's like little stuff like that that seems like really like maybe a normal person wouldn't like worry about that kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of feeling a little bit more like I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So so I'm I'm into it. And I'm trying to think of more things that I can do. Although there's also the things that are kind of like she what my um therapist calls uh, <laughs> uh, unplanned exposures mm-hmm. so there's things that you can plan out like i'm gonna go do this thing yeah. this embarrassing thing and then there's sometimes there's just things that happen to you that are embarrassing and then that's that's an unplanned exposure and that if you're kind of in this mindset how can you apply what this these principles to things where they're unintentionally embarrassing that reminds me of something that i've been doing at, at work for i don't know a few months now maybe maybe six or seven months now um you know when you're at work and uh on like an email chain or something, something happens and it looks as though you um, didn't do something or you did something incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a person write, writes something that makes it and, and has copied a bunch of people, say your boss and other people and, it, look, and then, oh, so yeah. it looks on the surface like you did something wrong. It, the nat- 
a tendency can be to reply and to try to find a way to, to, to just lightly make the point that you had already brought this point up earlier mm-hmm. or if you refer to my last email or if you we talked about what blah 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 um when the situation is just going to be what the situation is because uh, it'll often be like s- someone saying yes we'll do that but i didn't know this or x y or z right. or whatever so it, the outcome is not going to change so what i've been doing when this whenever this happens is just replying thank you Period. Or period. Right. So then Instead not, of being like, thank you, but even, also I did tell you this thing. And then not even um, explaining it to my boss later. And just being like, you know what, I'm going to let. And I know like professionally that, you know, there are times when you are in a situation that you are going to have to explain to your boss. Um, but I'm fortunate to have a very supportive boss who just assumes that I did have my done job. the right thing, right? <laughs> So it's really powerful just to be able to write back to them and say, yes, thank you. Or here this is, th-, you know, and like not explain that actually you're an asshole who like is an idiot. Right, like, right, right, right. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And it's like, let them think what they think. Um, at the end of the day, I'm getting my let job every done. Every person, let all 15 people who are copied on this email chain. That doesn't change that I'm smart think. and I'm competent and I did. I've said I did th- I've moved. Diligence. I've already moved on to the next. Right. To the next right. thing. I'm on the next level, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I don't have time to hit reply all and say anything <laughs> other than yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Got better things to do. But um, it does go through my. But it is something that I do. I like. Oh, I really want to like give it to them or like explain my my side of the story mm-hmm. or I don't want them to think that I let something fall through the cracks or I don't want them to think that I'm dumb and then i have to step back and be like actually like it doesn't matter i do maybe i do maybe i just want them to think i'm dumb maybe they just won't ask me any questions anymore (laughs) (laughs) well that's a different that's another thing that happens when you are competent and anyone who's competent in their job like eventually everyone just starts asking you for every goddamn thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe i don't want to be (laughs) (laughs) that's like that you know what that is that's the break a dish theory so when someone asks you to dry the dishes yes all you have to do is break one dish no, ain't nobody gonna ask you to dry the dishes again. <laughs> I'm gonna be out on the TV. Um, no, no, wait. So I have one example of a of a um, unplanned social mishap that happened this weekend, which is that we were at this crowded bar yeah. at this thing, and I'm meeting a bunch of people for the first time, which is you know, who you know, a thing. It's a and lot. Uh, yeah, so I'm meeting this guy, a really interesting person. Who was he cute? He was a friend of a friend. Okay. There was no, there was nothing in that okay. of that nature about it. Um, he was wearing a really awesome tie-dyed t-shirt with a kitten face on it that was, um, you know, fetching if you're into that sort oh, of thing, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so the the uh, the upshot was that he asked me to repeat my name a couple times, so I had to really, like, lean in and then say my name. And then what I heard back was, oh, like the island? <laughs> and I was like, what island? But what had actually transpired and what our friend Liz, who was standing by and witnessing this experience, this is what actually happened. He said, he said, oh, like, whatever, what's your name? I said my name again. And then he said, oh, so how do you like the island? Because we're on Fire Island. And I said, what island? And then he was like, fire 
I, like he he like didn't even explain he was like so confused by by he me just walked away that he just like walked away and she was like that was weird <laughs> and i was like that was weird that he thinks that i was named after an island um but then and then like normally that's the type of thing that would kind of derail me for a while and i would like really stew about it and yeah. be like oh i should go explain myself to that guy who's by the way he's a complete stranger right and then but then like sort of in the context of this like thing this exercise that i'm doing i was like, like you Meh. know what this guy thinks that i don't know that i'm on an island well, oh well yeah. <laughs> we move on we survive <laughs> <laughs> last night jed and i went to the latex ball okay, while you were you, out in fire island latex latex ball okay which is the gay men's health crisis? Yeah. Yeah. Gay men's health crisis annual Vogue ball, which a Vogue ball. Oh, so is it, is it a benefit event? It's a benefit. They throw the latex ball every year. And I guess, I mean, this is the first year that, that Jed and I went. I, I didn't actually had never heard of it before. I heard of Vogue balls. Uh, yes. It's like Paris is burning. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's um, immediately. It's Drop fundamental. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was at Terminal 5, which is um, uh, it's a terrible venue in New York just because it's it's a decent size. But yet they make everyone come through one, door. one set we of doors. We actually may have talked about this when we were talking about Brooklyn Steel yeah. and how we liked it better. Yeah. So we went to Terminal 5 and then uh, and earlier in the night they had an award ceremony but we went just in time for the the vogue ball itself um which was so interesting to see it for the very first time to see a version i mean most vogue balls take place in i think like community halls maybe i don't know about churches but in in in, in venues and uh kind of in a more sub sub uh yeah yeah that yeah cultural yeah and uh they go for for very for a long time and they go deep into the night and so this one also went went to 2 a.m but from what i understand vogue balls go deep deep into the night and into the early morning so yeah because i guess i guess my very first question was like did you get a sense of whether this was kind of a little bit more of like a reconstruction of what it might well, have been I, like I'll, you know what i mean i'll say that the the MCs, in which there seemed to be one primary one and then three other guys who also... Well, I'm not even sure if they were primary. They kind of switched off. I've never seen a better group of MCs in my life. There were four of them. They all had wireless microphones, and so they were moving around the venue like the whole time. Like handheld? Handheld. Handheld. They were managing. So at a Vogue ball, you have umpteen categories. They probably had 20 categories of which people can enter. And so you have to understand what category you're entering. So you could enter something called like butch, butch queens. butch queens. But then there's also like fem butch queens. There's like combinations of labels. So there are things that, that are easy to understand, like like women's performance. And that's when like a biological woman, because mm-hmm. they have a separate category for, for a trans, for, any, for trans people. Mm-hmm. But a biological woman, they put a beat down and you walk the runway and you dance, dance. the runway, right? <laughs> and there is a panel of judges at the back that either keep you or or toss you out. You know, thank you for coming, and then you go off the stage. And then there's a yeah, tournament do style. Do it in a nice way. What's great is that it's not it's it's that there are no boos allowed. There's in the culture there are no boos. You don't boo anything. Mm-hmm. You don't boo the performers, and you also don't boo the judges' decision. You know what? I 
Love that. Yeah. That's amazing. At the same time, the MCs, a couple of times people come on stage and uh, they're like, is that like you got to bring it. They felt like people were coming up there and not like fully, fully committed, giving it. Mm hmm. And and they were on the mic. I mean, this wasn't they didn't pull the mic out from their face and then say it privately. They were like, girl, like you got it. You got to give me like, more girl. That wasn't good. Like, get off the stage <gasps> one time. Ooh, ouch. One time and is like, girl, like you got to bring it. You're not bringing it like this is the latex ball. You got to bring it. Get off the stage. I'm going to see you Monday for redemption. Oh, <laughs> okay, that's cute. <laughs> so the MCs really just like naturally traded off like who was taught, just the four of them. And they were, uh, if you've ever listened to, which if you haven't listened to Big Frida, you should, but mm -hmm. Big Frida is a good example if you want to kind of know what music is playing when this is happening. And like the MCs are also kind of doing what Big Frida does over the beat. So a girl will walk and they'll be like, fish, 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 that fish, fish, or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> whatever. And I'm trying to think of what it is. Um, cause some of the, some of the, uh, people who walked were in themes. One mm -hmm. of them was like, um, Tuesday from Adam's family. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> she I'm early. She wasn't Tuesday. If she wasn't Wednesday, she was Tuesday. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, um, and there were a couple of Madonnas who are dressed up and mm -hmm. um so there are all these categories that people walk um one that was really interesting that oh, interjection i'm sorry yeah no i was trying to tell somebody about our house in fire island last year mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong this house was held the guinness book of world records yes for the most You're number right. of madonna impersonators in the same place at the same time yes correct? okay great because i was trying to tell somebody that and they were like that doesn't Come make again? sense and i was like it does make sense and it's amazing and i'm not was it the same guy with the tie-dye no 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 no. i mean it was like i did meet a lot of bros so i guess maybe this wasn't the best anecdote to be sharing but it was important to me and i was like this is my experience with fire island last year this is a different experience this year and i was like right we did stay there we're on hallowed that was a record yeah so anyway sorry so there were a couple of donna madonna impersonators who did really well um a lot of the categories like one of the categories I think was pop, drop, and spin, something, something mm -hmm. like that. So sometimes it's it's sometimes it's about the style of performance. Yes. And sometimes it's about the style of performer. Yes, okay. exactly. That's a great way to put it. Thank you. Um, one category that I had never seen, heard of. Um, not that I, you know, again, this was the first Vogue ball I'd ever been to. Um, was called labels, like any labels. I think it was called, and I thought. As I think Jed did too. I can't speak for him. I thought it was like any and like Free anybody, fall. every yeah. fall, like get up here. Yeah. What they actually meant were fashion labels, <laughs> <laughs> which oh I did not understand okay. until the end because people would get up and they would walk slowly down the the runway and people would would um, they would either stay or go. The judges would either send them away or keep them. Mm -hmm. And then the second half of that, once once everyone has walked and once people have made it past the judge's first critique, or not critique, but first judge, mm -hmm. then they're paired up tournament style to be eliminated. Head to head. Head to head. And when, they, when this category was paired up head to head, then they got the microphone and then they proceeded to tell you every label, that every designer wearing? that they were wearing from oh, head stop to it. toe. That is hilarious. It was hilarious. And I don't know how these people afford afforded what they had it was beyond it was it was like ebay honey 
Well, these were people like one of a kind things. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Like, you know, of course, um, they had all come prepared. So there were some several reveals. You know, there were hats and jackets that then would be taken off, and there'd oh be something God. else and something else. And oh, be I'm like, so sorry I missed this. This, this sounds so amazing. Yeah, one guy's like, this is. <laughs> There's nothing I I'm like only wearing things right now from next season. I don't wear things from this season. This is Vivian Westwood from next season. This is Vivian Westwood. Was, this is Vivian was Westwood. It, was it These awesome? These jewels was are good. Aw- was this, this category, was it awesome? Um, because, like, are they actually performing or are they just narrating their the awesomeness of their outfit? They're just narrating the awesomeness of their outfit. But it's still, it was still entertaining. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. It was, it took a long time because every ring, underwear, socks, shoes, many of them had multiple layers of clothes. So I'd be like, this Vivian Westwood, I take it off and this is Balmain. I take this off <laughs> and this is Balmain. I take this off and this is Balmain. It was like, it was like that. <laughs> okay, I'm sold. So uh, it was a total, like, two thumbs up experience um i'm i i would be curious to know what like a real real vogue ball looks like only that we didn't stay till the very end because it was getting late and terminal fives all the way on like 11th avenue and yeah. i was coming home blah, 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 blah. but um even so it was like really inspiring it's really fun to see people have you have to have balls to get up there and oh do it. for sure i mean talk about talk about what we were talking about like completely owning yourself and shedding inhibitions and all that stuff i mean that's beyond that's because next you level. get up there and what was really interesting about it was there were a lot of people who were the the people who ended up winning their categories weren't necessarily the people who performed the best whatever that means so by that like i mean technically flawless. i mean because the judges and what it seemed like the the culture was really about was who is like giving it their all who is really attitude giving it who is like really authentic like owning themselves because there were some people who got there were great but like clearly kind of a little bit rehearsed like they knew what they're going to do and there were other people who were just like really just feeling like it in the moment feel it. and they oh, I like kind of that, yeah. kind of like really broadcasting who they were um so it was a lot it was a lot of fun um, yeah, I th- you know, and the thing is, it's like the kind of when you say like knowing what like a like a real quote unquote real vote ball experience is like that's m- maybe something that we're not going to have access to because it's like yeah. kind of a closed circle. So this like something like this, maybe not Terminal 5, maybe a smaller venue, but it might be that might be kind of the closest that we might be able to get for now. Mm-hmm. Um, unless we like make some awesome new friends. Yeah. Soon, which would be great. Um, <laughs> who can take us there? Yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. Without I'm not us about being to like, like gawking, I'm not like, going like, to yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go crash a, a like a, a, a Vogue ball mm-hmm. to be like. Just to be a spectator. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, that's something I'm, I'm super curious about. So I'm so, I'm so glad that you got to get a little, get a little peek. Well worth it. Too, that's how you differentiate between the various the various the other gazillion Jasons, Jasons in the world. Yeah, there are a lot of Jasons. Yeah, in, in your year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Why couldn't I have been a Jasper? I was supposed to be a Josh, actually, which is really? an even more common name. And what happened? Joshua, actually. I don't know because that's a much more biblical name. So well, oh my gosh, this was so funny because we were just talking. We were at this wedding and we were talking about like I don't know why something something about like oh Jason, you know, that's from the Bible, and 
and we were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Yeah, somebody, somebody was like, from oh, the that's Argonauts. from the Bible. And I was like, you know, the Argonauts is from the Bible. And I was like, that is not the true. Argonauts <laughs> from the Bible. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know my Bible that well, but I'm pretty sure that was uh, not the yeah, Bible. Yeah, you were sure, but you didn't really press the point very I didn't hard. press, I was at a, we were at a wedding. Like, who's, you know, want to press the point. Like, everybody's drunk. Press okay, the point. Why <laughs> <laughs> not press That's, some points at a wedding? Yeah, oh, well. Haven't we all? Um, but uh, so welcome, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to drink while you do this? You're, You're allowed encouraged to drink. You guys yeah. don't give a countdown or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, our, our, our producer is sick today. So <laughs> just us. <laughs> Just the it's inmates, just a, the inmates the are studio running the booked, so the producers are oh, sick. It's a whole situation. Yeah, the, yeah. It's just crazy. Our manager has not returned our phone calls ever. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so here we are. Just, here we are. Well, you know, my dating app idea of a couple of years ago still has not come out yet. Oh yeah, no. But and it, I've been waiting for someone no, else to come t- out no, with it. No, but Tinder is gonna is gonna add this feature. Is it? Soon? Did I tell you this? No. Oh, so Andrew came up with this idea a couple like several years ago yeah. actually, um, where he said that um, pictures were not that helpful <clears throat> as video, so that we should have an app, have a dating app where you could you have videos of yourself, so you can oh. see how the person moves and talks and just kind of you get their Feel energy the a little bit better. Yeah, no? yeah. Um, but I think that I forget which app it is. I think it's Tinder is going to be adding. Or well, is yeah. Looking to I add mean, a that feature. Ma- that's so interesting because, like, why isn't there one? I mean, right. now Instagram has stories, mm-hmm. so you can see, you know, right. if people put themselves on. But their it would story. be something simple where it's just like, hi. Like, it can yeah. even be like <laughs> questions that you answer, or questions that you answer. Hi, I live in whatever. Like, you don't have to see much about what someone. No, it's but like, you like would be fifteen. F- in order to use the app, you have to do the video. Right, and the videos yeah. could be like five well, yes, second clips yeah. or something. And of course, like you know, there has to be some screening for like not nudity. Nudity, yeah, like not because everything devolves. Into, like, <laughs> well, of course it does. Yeah. yeah. Hi, and this Let's, is my penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skip everything. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and I, like that's totally what it's gonna be. But like, but you know, you have to have some checks and balances yeah. for that. Um, but uh, but other than that, I think it's like a really like no brainer, very solid idea, and like, it, like I think it, I think it's about to happen. So. So should I should have I? jumped on that two, two and a half years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Well, but when you have three, these app ideas, like, you're like, well, who knows how to do this? And I'm also, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know we're like three arts people in a room. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I'll just file that away in like the island of lost ideas. Where <laughs> but also, <laughs> really I'm, like, idea, I'm like, but... everyone probably has this idea. I mean, it's a pretty com- it's a pretty right. like common sense idea. See, you know idea. what that is? That's, um, that's a problem. I think. <laughs> no, what do you mean? I think that I, I'm serious. I think that's a problem that all three of us have at different times been guilty of and need to check ourselves on. Is this idea that like, oh, anybody could think of that, no, or like anybody could do this thing? It's like an imposter syndrome variation where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. This ties into our constant conversation about people who self promote. Yes. yes. Okay. So this is a this is really important, and I was just talking about this this week. But this is something that that you and I, Jason, have talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess you and I have talked about a lot too, Andrew, is that this idea that like that person who's has a lot of success at the thing, is being recognized for the thing, whatever that thing may be, mm-hmm. artistic in nature generally, mm-hmm. the difference between the difference between them and 
and me is not uh, not a talent difference. Mm-hmm. It's not that they can do it better. It's just that they're promoting better. Yeah. No, often what you find is people who <laughs> promote themselves so much aren't even as good. Correct. Often. I mean, you yeah. Know, not with, all, certainly yeah. not always. There's not a correlation there. I mean, I'm not sure. saying as good as me or as, but just in general, if you like look at maybe their body of work or something, yeah. it's not like they're uber. Because people who are uber, uber talented, a lot of times just do get lifted. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like if you're like the once in a lifetime right. like, talent, yeah. maybe you're not going to promote yourself, but like people are going to promote you. Right. Um, but I think generally speaking, like it's like what you what we've noticed over time is like people who are really good at saying like, okay, this, this thing I wrote or this thing I sang or this thing I made, whatever, like they're not going to say like when if you the three of us in this room like we're going to put it out there and we're going to be like oh it's not finished it's not this it's not that <laughs> yeah, know, it's, not it's, not, it's we, a draft it's not the best these mistakes and... here are all the mistakes you're telling people what to find wrong with it whereas somebody who's much more successful at that thing doesn't necessarily mean that they wrote a better thing and they sang a better thing what they did is they put it out there without apology and they were like you need to hear this right you yeah. need to hear me yeah like you, you're all blessed to hear this, you know, <laughs> right. and like, and then we all like are like roll our eyes because we're like, well, oh God, the execution there was like this, and this, that, and, and that, other. Yeah. And we can like do say all that we that we want, but at the end of the day, that person like put it out there sure. in a way that we and didn't. shamelessly promote, shamelessly promoted, yeah, it. and like. None of us is going to be that person who is, like, the Instagram star, like, type person that, like, promotes their, like, perfectly curated life. Like, that's just not our personality. But we all could stand to definitely not have that attitude of, like, oh, I had this idea, but surely someone else has thought of it and already done it and, like, made it better. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I don't know. I mean, maybe an app isn't the best example. (laughs) (laughs) Because none of us knows how to code. No, but I'm thinking of somebody who promotes a lot on my Facebook that I see and finds a way and but the thing I question okay they find a way to promote themselves in everything so even if they're talking about social issues like somehow they'll turn <laughs> yeah. around oh, yes, oh, God, yes. yeah. you know yeah. and and but well, then, are you in that, in but that they sense get they tend to get a lot of interaction whereas I'm like oh that's so fake like you know why do like people fall for this you mean it's like it's like Look at me, how supportive I am of right. transgender rights exactly. or something. Yes. Like, I'm so open-minded. I'm so Everybody that, congratulate like, me. I'm like calling my senator and I'm, you know. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. all that. But it, it looks like you're actually self-promoting. Yeah. You know, but you're tying it to a social issue. <laughs> right, right. Which I tend to see through. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, whatever. You don't know people's intentions, but it does seem a little false to me. But again self-promote it seems to work in a certain <laughs> no it does yeah. and I'm, well, I'm not saying i'm not certainly not advocating that any of us like do something that seems like fake and like and like you know just promoting ourselves for the sake of promoting ourselves per se but like but i think at least like taking a page from that book a little bit of like you know just being a little less apologetic about you know our work and our yeah things that we do and stuff Yeah, I mean, that that goes, it's like, um, even in job interviews, or in situations that I've been in the past, where I like, I'll interview for a job, or I'll be 
interviewing someone for a job and and especially when I'm interviewing someone for a job I'm like wow like they're so impressive great and then they get the job and then we work together and 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 everything is great um but then I understand more of their I get to know them better and I understand more of their background I'm like wow we're like actually you don't have any more experience than I do at this thing and you just like you Sold just spun this no, like thing that was all. so I mean you're it's even it's been people that I've enjoyed working with and like no you know nothing like great people I'm like wow I really I really just when I'm in an interview I'm like downplaying everything oh yeah and I'm like, you're like well I didn't really know like I didn't you know I, know, I didn't like, be- like, well I actually found myself doing that on a job interview recently which was like so bad where someone was like oh so you do like it seems like you do a lot of like financial work, like you do like budgets and like, you know, bookkeeping and all this kind of stuff. And like, and I was like, well, it's not like, I mean, I don't have an like, accounting degree, yeah. you know? And I saw like, that's how I, how I led with starting to answer that question. I was like, who they yeah. didn't ask me if I had an accounting degree. Mm-hmm. They asked me if I knew mm-hmm. how to like do fine financials. Right. The answer is yes, I do. Well, this is how terrible people become managers, <laughs> vice presidents, presidents, and everything. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> yes. right. that's right. Well, yeah. think about mm-hmm. our current president. That's a whole different storyline. But. but on that kind of on that topic, you're kind of at a, I don't know, maybe it's a... Potentially a crossroads. Potential crossroads. Mm-hmm. Professionally. I don't know. Personally. I don't know. Not personally. I don't know. You would have to tell me. But... With your current, like, I don't know, situation, things have, things have, how do you say it? I don't even know how to. There's just some changes in, in it may, I'm, I'm talking as if there's, like, been bad changes. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I actually went, because I was getting, like, all, like, philosophical on Jason last time that we, you and I hung out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've had premonitions. And I've, <laughs> yes. had, I've had dreams she and did. visions. Uh, and I, yeah. like, went all, like, yeah. st- full Stevie Nicks on you. Yes. And I was like. Which like, I like, seen, because being a Pisces, I'm like, oh, yes. I've I seen respond it. In, I've yeah. seen the it. The clouds, yes. The dreams. I, <laughs> dreams unwind (laughs) i was like yeah no i I know like i see it for you i think there's like a big change coming and um like you know it's gonna happen happen. so which i I appreciated a lot it was very (laughs) encouraging to me like i'm not fearful of that like i like that Mm -hmm. that sort of energy coming at me but do you have thoughts about that do you do you have ideas about that or or do you feel that yourself or am i or is it just that like sort well, of. speaking very personally now, mm-hmm. like I, for the first time in my life, I don't have a clear trajectory. Mm. Mm. I had a very clear trajectory straight out of high school. I mean, high school, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew where college I wanted to go to. I knew where I wanted to work, um, which I did. I did all those things. I met those things. I wanted to move to New York. I did. I wanted to go to this particular program, college program. I did that. I got my master's degree. Bam, 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 bam. And now, at late 30s, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, for the first time, I don't have a trajectory. I don't have a a solid goal. Mm -hmm. And I've never been like that. How how does that feel, though? It feels like um, (laughs) a little bit like, what am I, what am I doing? I don't. You know, is it like a midlife crisis? No, I don't think I'm having a crisis. <laughs> you don't seem like you're having a crisis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're all right. No, I just feel like I'm in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been very, I don't know if guilty is the right word, but like sort of like 
um, always responding to things happening to me. Reactive. Reactive. Even reactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, setting goals, definitely. But also kind of letting the universe or whatever, like, move me toward something or for a door to be open that was very clear. And I'm I'm into responding to that. Mm-hmm. You see I, the signs and you Yeah, I feel like on. I have an intuition towards that. So, like... Um, if that happens, then I'm like, okay, I, I, I see. I feel that. I feel the energy in my soul. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I decided to move to New York, it was very clear. It was super mm-hmm. sharply clear. And that's how most things have happened for me. Now I'm like kind of waiting for that next thing. And I don't know if that, I have a friend who tells me, oh, well, you can't wait. You have to make these things happen. But I don't really have experience with that. You know, I mean, obviously you work towards things. Mm-hmm. You get a degree. You work on I mean, your well, talent. sort of. Yeah. yeah. But there is a certain amount of like kismet that happens. Oh, absolutely. With anything. Yeah. So I don't actually know what the, the the response to that is because I guess I believe in both of those things. I believe in like working towards a thing, like you know, like identifying what your goal is and like working towards it but also that that's not something that can really be rushed like sometimes like the hardest part of that process is like deciding what the goal is in the first place and like you can't just like decide on something just because you're like oh i better be working hard at something so i gotta pick i don't know you know like pick a target at random like you gotta identify what that target is so if you so in that sense i believe in what you said earlier with the first half of that which is like you know, waiting for the door to open or waiting for the sign or waiting for the direction to come to you. Like, I think that the, the direction comes to you of, like, this is what I need to aim for. And then once you've identified that, then you're, like, put in the work and put in the effort and move towards it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thinking more about, like, you have so many things. So um, your current job is sort of, on hold it's not like mm-hmm. actually it's just basically on hold it is mm-hmm. yeah with, with the promise gone. to yeah so it's mm-hmm. not it's not as if like you've been thrown off a cliff somewhere and you're like unemployed and <laughs> you know like destitute and like whatever um but at the same time it's a nice moment just to ask yourself like what's next or what do i want and all those kind of things yeah but um i know personally when i get to those moments i like put my life feel like I put a lot of things on hold or pause or like even if I'm doing something actively I'm like worried about money I'm worried about the next step I'm like that's I just like my personality saying, I like how you're saying this um as though it's in the abstract but this is literally the present tense that's <laughs> happening to Andrew right now <laughs> yeah so I He's in a really admire the um you know you just went on your vacation with your family you're going to go back and, and it's not just all about vacation of course but you're going uh, for three weeks, you're still living your life yeah. while figuring out what the next thing is. And I think there's a lot of people, you know, I think um, people often say, like, I'm stuck. I feel stuck in life. I feel like I, I don't know what the next thing is in life, whether it's professionally or personally or like. Um, and I know when I'm that person, like I just said, I push pause on everything, which I think exacerbates the whole fucking thing. So mm-hmm. then I'm just like, not only don't know what I want to do professionally, then I'm also like not seeing friends because I feel like I need to, I need to like figure everything out before I can like sh- show my face anywhere. Mm. And I admire that you're not 
doing that. It doesn't seem that way from the surface <laughs> that you're like, you know, retreating mm-hmm. to like figure out your life. So I'm just curious, is that like, is that something that you have to like proactively do? Or is this, you just seem to have a real, like the heavens and the universe are going to like <laughs> show provide. me. Provide. Provide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a worrier in that way. Like that's just me, maybe foolishly, but I like, right. I plan this trip. I still have a job. Like I, you know, right. there's yeah, a yeah, job yeah. out there. Yeah. I'm not working at this moment. And, um, so there was a certain amount of plan. Like I knew that was going to happen, you know, like I, I, you know, I had some time to plan, but at the same time, like I'm not a worrier in that sense. I'm like, something will occur, something will happen and I'm going to live my life. Like, cause I, I guess it ties back to me having these, this social life or social world. Like I want to live life. Like I want to experience things. I want experiences are very important to me more so than money more so than you know i i or stability like (laughs) like, of course i want stability but like at the same time i want these life experiences so going to europe for three weeks yeah i'm not going to turn that down as long as i can figure out some way to pay for it and you're not gonna be anxious the whole time no no i'm like looking forward to it do you not know about this? You may not. Um, not really. I'm going to Europe for three weeks. Where? I'll be visiting Paris, Barcelona, Mykonos, and Athens. Ooh. Barcelona. 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 Huh? What are you going to be doing in all these locations? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, you know. Three weeks. Attending Sunday school classes. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Prayerfully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, a few parties. I'm just going a, to. Uh, just yeah. a few small affairs, just a few just, friends. Just, just a, a few small friends here and there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what have you, do you have accommodations? I do have accommodations. Okay. Yeah. How do you prepare for a trip? Do you have everything planned? You know. <laughs> I, you had an expression <laughs> on your face that you're like, well, I've been at the gym, I'm laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you prepare? Well, Botox. Like, what's your, like, your manscaping routine? <laughs> <laughs> No, I have nothing planned other than accommodations, um, but I will plan. I'll start to put it together. Right, but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, let me just put together, uh, you know. Itinerary. I- <laughs> itinerary. Did for I just like- say that? <laughs> I'm just so inspired with you two in <laughs> Two Southern boys. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like. I mean, I do like to have a structure, but I'm, I do not like at 10 p.m. We will be at the oh, museum. No, 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 no. you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, do no, not, like not the into museum that. at 10. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. Um, no, I don't like that. So I don't prep that way, but I do like to have, you know, a loose plan. So, so I'll start doing that. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really great. All the, so all the, like, big parties in Europe are in August? Uh, <laughs> not all of them. Was? Huh? This is what's the why you're going in August? It's planned around that, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of international pride yeah. events in uh, in August. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. and September too, I guess. But actually, uh, the entire summer. Are oh. you are you hitting world, all the prides? World Pride was in Madrid. Yes. In July. No. June maybe. June maybe July. June July maybe, and then but these well I, these aren't actually prides. They're just like gigantic parties circuit parties yeah. 
Which if you Which don't know what a circuit party is, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you won't hear it here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't consider myself necessarily to be a circuit boy. Yeah, okay. But if you don't know what a circuit boy is, <laughs> that's you won't all, find that's out That's also now. fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, it's fun. Yeah, so that was kind of the genesis of the trip. Yes, I'm traveling with my best friend who does love circuit parties. So, yeah. I Okay, but you also love circuit parties. I do. <laughs> so let's not I put do. it all on your friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm falling on the sword for three weeks and traveling around your room yeah, I can't, because he I'm, really likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm literally... <laughs> I have like a past to everything. You know, I went to one... I think we were together, the one circuit party what I ever the, went what to. What the hell are you talking about? Years ago. I when was we, there? When we saw uh, Raja. Oh, that yeah. That was the circuit party. No, yeah, it was um, Rocket. Rock. Oh, Rocket. Rocket. Rocket, Isn't that the, a circuit party? the club, right? No. It, it was a club night. Or a club, club night. night. Yeah. yeah. It was um, 50, 50... Something. 50 something. 5th, maybe? In the basement of some place. Well, no, no. So it changed location, and we went to it in a different location. Yeah, and it was like it. a multi-level club. It was huge. It was huge. Oh. Um, like, really huge. And uh, there, uh, there's a great photo like of <laughs> <laughs> Raja from season four of RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. completely ignoring me. Yep. And I'm also like three feet shorter than her so uh, it could be that she didn't even see that i was there <laughs> that's the only time i have that's the only experience i've had with the circuit party and it was fine yeah there used to be you a know, truth be told you did not think it was that fun i didn't i mean you well didn't. the music was kind of hard the music gets monotonous it's, it's monotonous yeah. it's because it, it feels beat. like it's the same song that goes on for like four hours yeah like without end even though well it's, it's patterned a certain way for those who partake in, in certain other things yes. yeah no totally yeah. like no, totally. It, it ties in yeah no it's i mean yeah it's like yeah totally but it, it, that it's, part it's is a lot. little hard to handle my friend and i don't partake in that but like so that part can get a little monotonous but otherwise it's a good time right and there's only like a certain kind of dance you can do to that right it's a two-step it's a two-step with a little like mm, 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 step hour after you just feel it <laughs> you just go with it <laughs> well it makes it easy on the go-go boys anyway <laughs> they don't have to get too fancy some with of it. them work really hard though oh do they <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're like I will not have you well, maligning they, <laughs> the talent of do people. not malign go-go boys in New York like hashtag respect uh-huh. the go-go no I'm just kidding <laughs> um no I what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> no just that you're a social butterfly you like yeah. to go out yeah See and be seen. Well, I was just saying that you see a lot of things, which I was going to... I see and do a lot. I mean, I just... I've always been like that, though. When I was... Before I was even living in New York, like, I was... I lived by myself, and I was always out, you know? I just... That's my personality. Like, I like being out among people. It shocks me is that you have a boundless energy to just be, like... To, like, stay out all night. Which is something yeah. that, like, I feel like increasingly I have trouble with, and um, oh, I always yeah. want to go home. Yeah, and I feel like you're you're very. I was much out like, last night till four. Four. See exactly. Mm-hmm. Doing and, what? 
I went to a party. <laughs> a circuit party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went out to a diner after and had breakfast. And 4 a.m. breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was I, a and glorious I like, summer New York City night. Yeah, like, classic. Yeah. Uh, well, and I feel like you have more stories about, like, waking up on somebody's rooftop in the Lower East Side. <laughs> <laughs> That you ne- yes. never intended to, but you and you only woke up because it was like the you were sun getting was beating down. Yeah, sunburned. I was getting sunburned, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd randomly made out with somebody on the roof. <laughs> on the roof, I'd have like an like amazing. This is romantic exactly the thing moment. that people who don't live in New York imagine that everybody in New York is doing. Like you're living like the New Yorker's best life. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, especially in the summer. I feel like you're like summer is big for me. Like I don't like being indoors in summer because. I'm I'm kind of a romantic in that way. Like in I that like, way. Well just like <laughs> in all the ways. In, in all those ways. in those <laughs> stories or those experiences of like living you know, what people think New York City life is like. Mm-hmm. You're like, like I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.